Thank you for listening to this episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. If you'd like to listen to bonus episodes, go sign up to the Patreon. That's patreon.com. Clom. Ah, we fucked it. Anyway, you'll look, you'll find a way. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the stage, the hardest working man in show business, Mr. Please Please Himself, James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran, Grand Showtime Begin Light Now. I think this is the last episode that I'm going to have to record from a Volvo. Now, it may well be that I find in the future uh, that I want to record a podcast in a Volvo. The way that rich people, uh, to my understanding, enjoy being tied up and, and degraded in a sexual capacity, the rest of their life is, goes so well that they like being treated, you know, business businessmen apparently like getting walked on. Has anyone else heard this? Anyway, uh, this, so I might, when I have a beautiful studio, I might miss the grit and realism of doing a podcast in the Volvo. I seriously doubt it. I think this is the last episode I have to do in the Volvo. It's been a long, hot summer of podcasts in the Volvo. Honestly, I was talking to my wife this week and she had, um, as I talk to my wife most weeks, oh, some weeks we don't talk. That's not true. We do nothing but we talk all the time. We have a beautiful conversational relationship. Let me tell you, she's from New Zealand. And she was telling me this week, oh, Jimmy, I've come to you in epiphany a bit. The Australian climate. And I said, my darling, what is it? And she said, I've been thinking about the Australian summer all these years that I've been here as being sort of an upgraded version of the New Zealand summer, just a hotter, longer summer. And I see now that that's wrong. The way to think about the Australian summer is not as uh, New Zealand summer plus, but rather as the invert of the New Zealand winter. The Australian summer, she went on to say, is extremely dangerous and scary and it could kill you and you've got to be super careful. We had the day before driven out to look at a bushfire. <laughs> there, was, there was a bushfire not far from our house and I said, get in the car, love, get the kids. Let's go have a squeeze at the bushfire. 
So we had a look at the bushfire. Awesome. I don't think anyone died. Hope they didn't. I think everyone was fine. I think it was just a, a big grass fire and they got a lot of water on that quickly. But boy, it did look cool. And there were a lot of people out in their cars having a squeeze at the bushfire. Which is <laughs> just probably insane. Have we learnt nothing? No, we have not. Anyway, the summer is too hot in Australia. That was sort of the point that was being made there. And I've been recording the podcast in the Volvo throughout the summer. I uh, Sometimes I open the door to give myself a treat. Why the fuck is that person pulling up behind me with their high beams on? No, they're just pulling into that drive. But yeah, but why were their high beams on? Sorry, they... Oh, I didn't know they were turning off. They just came in real slow. They just came in real slow with the high beams on. And uh, that was blinding into the rearview mirror and I just thought oh he's going to kill me then there's no reason to think that except that it's at night time I mean my I'm sitting well I'm sitting almost in my house I'm sitting just down from my house because my neighbor Paul parked in front of my house Paul what was wrong with in front of your house someone else was probably sitting there game of musical car parks listen my point is this is just another thing about being in the car that's not Pleasant is, you know, you're out there, it's night time, you feel sort of fragile, you worry it's going to be like Michael Jordan's dad and someone's going to kill you or something. There's an uncertainty and an unease that comes with a nocturnal sitting alone in a car that's not there with another recording space. So I don't think I'm going to have to do any more in the Volvo is the very meandering point that I'm going to make. Ah... And I'm going to explain why in item number two of the official business meeting that we're about to hold. So shall we hold the... Hold on. Uh, I declare this meeting open. Rattling the Volvo keys there for you. And hopefully one day, very soon, maybe in the very next episode, that will be replaced by a gavel in a special new kind of room that I'll be talking about soon. But... Nevertheless, returning to the business structure, getting business done in these podcasts, trying to implement those New Year's resolutions and be a better man. Item of business number one. I say knocking my ring against the faux wooden veneer of the steering wheel of the Volvo. Man, look, to be fair, it is a wonderful car to record a podcast in. I I can't believe I got the big Volvo with the wouldn't finish oh. <laughs> uh, and it's my only asset it's the only thing that I own was a car that cost $13,000 um, several years ago and I think it's probably still worth $13,000 despite me having driven uh, the daylights out of it because of the apparently there's some sort of emergency second hand car shortage have you heard this? anyway, not important item of business number one And it has to be item of business number one, or my manager is going to be very upset with me. It's the James Donald Force McCann Catamaran Plant Extravagan. Zah! It's a show that I'm doing at the Adelaide Fringe. I always do a show at the Adelaide Fringe. This will be something like my 12th year. Don't quote me on it. But maybe 2009 was the first year I started doing it. I'm not sure, but I've done a lot of shows at the Adelaide Fringe. And uh, usually I'll do a, you know, like a 60-seater that would be on the small side for me now maybe but like a, a 70, 80, 90 seater and I'll do it for two weeks and um, you know fill up the weekends and, and get like 30, 40 people on the weekdays and end up with five, six, seven hundred tickets sold overall 
maybe I'll do two shows and I'll end up with a few more tickets than that and it doubles up. But basically, over the course of two weeks, I sell roughly 600 tickets. And over the course of that run, got to say, first night, exceptional. I never have a bad opening night. The adrenaline's there, feels good, feels right. Closing night, also good. I've gotten sick of doing the show. The end is in sight. I don't have to worry about anything anymore. Last night's always a great night. In the middle, uneven. Some really good ones, some not very good ones. So my thought was this year, what if instead of having a bunch of 60-seat nights, we have one enormous 600-seat night? Now, there are reasons that shouldn't work. Because I mean, one of the reasons you do it over a number of nights is that not everybody is available on the night that you... On the one night, right? So, you know, people are probably not available nine out of the 14 nights, are they? So a lot of people won't be able to come if you do one night is the fear. But then also, I think, like how much more fun is it to be watching a show with 600 people instead of 60 people? So I really believe that the uh, the 600-seater, that's where it's at. It's also cheaper per seat to do a 600-seater for some reason. Like, it's something like, you know... You might pay $5 per seat, right? I'm, I'm going to get this wrong, but you might pay, like, ah, pulling numbers out of my bottom here. And a 50-seat room, you might pay $200 a night, $4 a seat. But in a big room, you might, you know, it might be $1,200 for the one night, 600 seats, it's like $2 a seat. So it's more per night, but it's less per seat. So you can spend more money on advertising to get more people in there, right? Huh? to fill it up and then to give them that good 600 you know I just think it's time like there are there are reasons to do a long run at a festival like uh, building up support over time and word of mouth and blah 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 I've been doing the Adelaide Fringe for uh, over a decade so at this point if word of mouth and I live here so if word of mouth was going to get out of about me in Adelaide it would have happened by now so it's time to take the step up 600 seat room yeah if we sell it out that's a big 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 lump of scratch towards the catamaran it might be something like I don't it will be thousands of dollars that we have to play with after the fringe to put towards a catamaran excellence so there will be more things coming about that one night only catamaran plan extravagant spectacular soon but what I can tell you now is there's a promo code uh, for the rest of January to encourage my listeners to buy tickets to that show. So, if you go to the Adelaide Fringe website and you look up the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan Extravagan, and Zah is in brackets with an exclamation mark after it, uh, and you use the promo code CATAMARAN, you get 50% off. So, congratulations everyone who's listened to about nine minutes of this podcast. You can have 50% off if you're very quick about it and buy tickets to that show. And I'm going to release that promo code on my uh, Instagram story and a Facebook post. And I'll put it on the Twitter and I'll have an email come out of it on my Substack. And we will see next week how we've gone with that promo code because I think it's good to sell... Er- the harder you sell early... I mean, who knows? Maybe we sell it out ahead of time and I get to add an extra show and make even more money. What I usually like to do is not push these things until the last minute and then think it's going to be a massive failure and then it's fine. 
But wouldn't it be good if instead of having that nerve-wracking experience, if I just, you know, if if we put it out, catamaran, 50% off, and we sell a bunch of tickets, and then tomorrow I'm like, oh, sugar, we're way ahead on sales, and now I can actually just write the show rather than furiously checking the <laughs> ticket sale report, which doesn't write the show at all. I have written a lot of the show. There are some songs. We're going to have an electric organ. There are some sketches. I think it's going to be a wonderful. I've got a children's book about euthanasia. Don't worry about that. So many wonderful things coming in that show. So that's item of business number one. If you're going to be in Adelaide for the Fringe, uh, it's March 10 at the Royalty Theatre, which is, of all the theatres of that size in Adelaide, the cheapest. Uh, <laughs> and it's also lovely. Like, it's cheaper because it's older and they've done very little to revamp it and make it modern. And that is what I like about it. It is like a very old style, things are made of wood in there type theatre. Uh, they do calisthenics there, which I've never understood. Girls would always go off and do calisthenics. It's a weird Australian pastime activity. Are we going to call it a sport? It's sort of like rhythmic dance gymnastics thing. I mean, I've never watched it. Uh, I've just seen the utensil... Like, the girls would always have, like, weird batons and ribbons and things, and they're covered in... You would see them covered in makeup and glitter. I think it's just an Australian thing. Um, if you've done calisthenics and can tell... I mean, I don't want to go in there and watch them doing the calisthenics, because I can't imagine anything worse... I don't want to be... I'm not anti-calisthenic, right? Like, great, ladies. Go on and do what you got. And, and thank you for the Calisthenics Association, I think, who own the Royalty Theatre, for letting me do my show there, where they would otherwise have calisthenics. My goodness, there was a lot of glitter caked into the stage. I just mean, um, it's as a grown man, it's not something that I'm going to... I'm not going to go and watch a bunch of 12-year-old girls doing calisthenics. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not interesting to me. And it, it's more, it would be very of interest to the police. So I'd, I'm not going to do it. Um, I was reading, though, about a boy. There's like this legislation that girls have to be allowed to play boys' sport is obviously the reason that they implemented the legislation. I think this was in Victoria. I was reading about it on Wikipedia during a deep dive into calisthenics. And... Uh, yeah, it's like it's so that girls can play boys' sport if they want and they're not excluded. But one boy, I think, sued calisthenics and was like, I'll be doing calisthenics. And they're like, it's a girls-only thing. And he said, it's, that's illegal. I'm a boy and I want to calisthenize. And I think they let him do it. I don't know how long he persisted with it. The man, can you imagine the cruelty and bullying he would have copped from the girls? Anyway, so I'll be doing the Royalty Theatre... <laughs> The Calisthenics Building, 600 seats in Adelaide. Catamaran is the password until the end of January. Get your tickets. Uh, I think it's going to be a great show. I'm going to be putting more work into that. We have a really a shoestring budget because the more money we spend on advertising, the less money we can spend on a boat afterwards. So it's like, how do you sell it out without spending a huge amount of money? And one way is to use my free platform that I have now here with you to talk about calisthenics <laughs> at length. I would love to talk about... Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk to the people who run the theatre about what calisthenics is exactly. There's something about small girls with full faces of makeup that I just don't like. I don't like it. 
I don't know what the right age will be for my daughter to start wearing makeup. I don't know what the right age will be for my wife to start wearing makeup. She she almost never does. And and I don't complain. But it's um yeah, it's interesting. Interesting stuff. All right. Item of business number 2. The office. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think I have an office. I went to visit an office last week, uh, an office that I wouldn't have to pay rent for. Incredible. I'd have it on a 30-day rolling lease, but it looks like I'd, I would be able to have it for some time. It'd be a beautiful, weird, old office in town. Checks a lot of... Beautiful, weird, old is important for me, except for on a boat. I'd like a big, shiny, new boat. But beautiful, weird, old is what I'm after in an office slash uh, theatre slash calisthenics studio. Um, calisthenics, man. I mean, let me just check on my phone. Is is calisthenics? Calisthenics. Do you have that anywhere else? Calisthenics is a form of strength training consisting of a variety of movements. Ah, right. That's calisthenics in general. But then within the Wikipedia page, calisthenics brackets Australia is a team-based competitive performing art taking elements of rhythmic gymnastics and ballet combined with a strong emphasis on theatricality, costume, dance, and musical interpretation. Since the 1950s, it has been an entirely female art form. However, males have recently been reintroduced in the younger age groups. The art form was created entirely in Australia and can be easily differentiated from traditional calisthenics by its focus on competition and choreographed theatrical performance. The word comes from the Greek words for beauty and strength. It is practiced in all states except Tasmania. It's exclusively a mainland Australian enterprise. Hello. Now, hold on. Where was the controversy? I wanted to... Um, Australian calisthenics came to prominence during the Victorian gold rush. It was the Royal Youth Street Society and a famous Estedford in Ballarat. Gee, I miss the rock Estedford. So, Victoria and South Australia, there's a lot of calisthenics. Up until the 1940s, it was men and women, and then male involvement died out in the 40s. Well, what could have happened in the 40s that stopped the men from competing? I guess we'll never know. Ah, and here it is. In 2010, a challenge was made to the rules preventing males from over the age of 14 from competing. However, this was overruled due to an allowance in the Equal Opportunity Law. Let's click on that. Let's click on that. This is an article retrieved in the 5th of February. Ah, I can't get to it. 
It's behind a... Uh, they've green with envy over calisthenics in the Herald Sun, but I can't read it for whatever reason. The title of the article was, Girls Won't Let Me Dance With Them. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure after he won the court case, they were... You know how um, you know how young girls are nice to everybody all the time and would never uh, bully a boy to uh, mental health trouble. Let's call it funny. Hey, did hey, Anne Edmonds is cited here for some reason. Um, what? Oh, calisthenics featured in the TV series Edge of the Bush, where it is said to be a dynamic art form. Uh... Ah, ah, Anne Edmonds did a show about calisthenics five years ago. Well, how about that? Good on you, Anne Edmonds. Maybe we'll talk to Anne Edmonds about it. I don't know Anne very well, but we've seen each other at a distance several times, and she's always seemed like a wonderful person. We did raw comedy together, and she's a very funny person. Anyway, a little bit off the beaten track there. Uh, what are we, number two. Number two. This is why we have the meeting format. Maybe it would be good to have someone else run these meetings for me. Gee, it's getting hot in the Volvo. Number two. I might have an office. So I'll find out this week if I have an office. And if I have an office, I will be recording the podcast from the office in the future. Boy, oh boy, you better believe it. I'm not coming back to the Volvo except to get around. Oh, that would be something to just be able to be in an office. I mean, the number one place to record a podcast, obviously, would be in a boat. It would just be like a car, but bigger and moving and uh, movable. But I think uh, being without an office has made it difficult to enact plans and to be focused and to get things done. And so having an office will really allow me to expedite the plans toward boat ownership. You know what they say, you've got to get on land to get on the sea. I don't know if they do, I don't think anyone does say that, but I'm, that's a catchphrase that I'm thinking about not repeating again, because it wasn't especially catchy. So much is happening. Big things are happening. I was working this week uh, on my copywriting work in a number of locations. I can't work at home. There are three screaming children, two of them running around, one of them an enfant. So I I was working in a McDonald's, if you want to know the truth. I, um, I went to a McDonald's, and that's the best... Lo- I always used to do it. I always used to go and work in a McDonald's, and I thought, that's it, I'm not going back to McDonald's anymore. Technically, it's perfect, but I can't be the guy who... You know, you just you work in a McDonald's long enough, not working behind the counter working on a laptop in the foyer and uh, you know it's it's, uh, it's ridiculous it feels like a it's cool as a narrative thing oh what do you do for a living James well I, I hang out with my family and try and look after them until about 9 at night and then I go off to a 24 hour McDonald's I sit in a booth I have a frozen coke and I write a thousand dollars worth of copy and it is, I mean, it's like, it's a reasonably well-earning job that I'm able to to do uh, with a bunch of frozen Cokes in me at the McDonald's. And it is nice sitting there, like, working for an hour in the foyer and looking at the children working behind the counter and going to oneself. I've, in the last hour that we've both been working, I have earned more money than all of you put together. And I'm working less hard. And I'm not burning myself on 
hot grease, sucker. I don't know why I'm thinking of this now, but can I just say, I uh, I got to stay with Shane Gillis and go on his podcast. He's a great, famous comedian in America. And I just started listening today to, um, I think I'm thinking of this because they talk about wrestling on the podcast and I just said, sucker, a bit like Booker T. But uh, Matt and Shane do a podcast together. Matt's his friend from Philadelphia, Matt McCusker. Matt is super funny. And I've just been thinking a lot about Matt on the Matt and Shane podcast and how much he brings to it. And that he brings like a real um, ah, inquisitiveness and a, a centered morality and a thoughtfulness. And he's extremely funny as well. But that he's. Uh, there is some extra delicious quality that he's bringing. And he got to go on the Joe Rogan experience today. Matt and Shane on the Joe Rogan. It's weird hearing a podcast that I've heard, been on, you know? I was on a Patreon episode with them, and I was on a, a public episode with Ari Shafir, and I was very intimidated by Ari being on there. And um, But then the Patreon episode, I was more, you know, loosey-goosey, chitty-chatty. And, uh, and it's like, my goodness, now there's a podcast where I can hear that same dynamic, except instead of me with those two men... It's the most famous podcasting man in the world. Joe Rogan is so successful. I mean, he's like Oprah. He's like white man Oprah. Man, I was thinking this. Okay, hold on. Well, look. Throw the meeting to a side for a second. Here's another thing that I want to say. I've got a friend who's working on a TV show at the moment in Melbourne. And uh, he's not like on the TV show. He's just... He's writing for it. And they've got producers in the room. And someone made a joke to have on the show about Q and QAnon and January 6th. And one of the producers said, Q, what's that? And the writer, my friend, said, it's uh, it's like the biggest thing that happened in American politics. You know, Q, January 6th, the storming of the Capitol. And the producer, this Aussie TV producer said, ah, I haven't heard of it, and if I hadn't heard of it, it's not going to play in the suburbs. This is the story that was recounted to me. And I just thought, um, what a fucking retard. Excuse me, like, excuse me. Excuse me, what a massive fucking retard these people are who work in Australian television. I mean, good Lord. Imagine not knowing that. This is the problem with Australian media, is that it's all about relatability. Mainstream media is all about being relatable. And so you have the producer there, and the producer thinks that they're intelligent. And so if they don't get something, they think, oh, other people won't get it because I'm smarter than they are because I'm in the media, and therefore it won't be relatable to other people out there in the suburbs. Here's the newsflash, uh, producers who work in Australian media. You're the dumbest person in the room... Every single time I've met so many people who work in commercial radio, commercial television, finding a smart person, it does happen from time to time, it's not that common. And some of the people in the room who are making those decisions are so dumb. I've met people in commercial radio who are and commercial television who are so 
profound like if you had a random room of a of a hundred people they'd be in the dumbest five people in that room and they're the ones who decide as gatekeepers what's getting out now obviously again i want to emphasize lots of great people working commercial radio lots of really smart people my friend jack lawrence one of the smartest people i know he was working in commercial radio he's now got the number one podcast in the country jack i'm so proud of you and jack will know what i mean when i say there are some real fucking reads out there real nuffy type dum-dums who go oh if i don't understand it joe the plumber out there in the suburbs who's not likely to get it the plumber in the suburbs is listening to the Joe Rogan experience for 26 hours a day. He knows exactly what the Q conspiracy theory is. Not only does he know what it is, he's probably got a more nuanced opinion on it than a f- political science major. Ah, excuse me. Ah. Don't know why they got me so charged. Anyway, just wanted to say congratulations to Matt and Shane. I'm really enjoying the podcast. I've listened to the first 40 minutes on a drive today. And then uh, may have even only managed to listen to less than that. It goes for, man, these Joe Rogan podcasts, they go for like a half an hour. Did I say half an hour? They go for like three and a half hours. I don't know why I said half an hour. Because my podcast goes for half an hour. Excuse me, it's getting now too hot in the Volvo. And I've got to call it quits. I've got to call it quits. I'm going to go inside and have a beautiful little glass of whiskey that I did not pay for that someone brought into the house I'm doing a pretty good job at not buying alcohol except on Sundays one of the laxer New Year's resolutions anyone's ever set for themselves and I'm not doing a perfect job of it either but I'm going to go inside edit this podcast pop it up work hard live hard pray hard St. Bernard uh, be on your guard that's what I'll say this week that's my little wrap my, my little wrap off for you rip the, rip the, rip the little news off which is a quote there of James Brown where he stumbles over his words where he says rip this little news off he goes am I going to rip this rip, rip this little news off for you do you know what I mean ah oh, it's too hot hey I want to say a big thank you to the man who donated um, $500 on the Patreon this week that's crazy 500 Australian dollars I know it was less than your American money but I got a really nice message from a guy and he he just uploaded $500 to the Patreon and then he deleted the Patreon and I, I wrote him a message saying, has there been a mistake? And he said, no, I just wanted you to have it. I'm, I'm really enjoying the podcast and um, so I'm going to get you some some nice merchandise and I was just, I felt very blessed and I'm going to put that money towards making an excellent plan to having a boat. And I thank everyone who's on the Patreon, I thank everyone who's listening uh, this podcast is ready to go. I'm really excited about the dimensions that it can be taken to when I have an air-conditioned office and not a hot, 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 hot Volvo. I'd like to talk to all the young ladies in the house tonight. Don't talk very much, but right now I think I should rip this little news, this little news off and get it across. I'd like to rap a little bit right here. I'd like to tell you why. Why us men... Love hot pants. Most of all, I'd like to tell you why I love hot pants too. I want you to know why. The one reason, the main reason why, why I love hot pants, because it simplifies one thing. Comes to one point, and there's only one answer. 
one answer to why I love hot pants. I love hot pants simply because what you see is what you get. Hit me! Hit me! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.